Hi. Welcome to the first Bangladeshi podcast where we have renowned guests from all over the world. I'll talk about business, politics, tech, and everything else that's trending worldwide. I'm your host Rafi and let's get this show started. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is season 2 where we'll have a more diverse group of people, break more boundaries, and talk about more raw content. As the title suggests, in this episode, I'll talk about the struggles I had to face while running a school at age 21. As many of you know, besides being involved in various sectors of business, I'm also the chairman of Shirajmiya Memorial Model Foundation, which was created by my father to honor the name of my grandfather. And I'm proud to say that the foundation has made a true impact in Dhaka city. This is not the type of foundation you will see every day in your social media feed asking for donations or showing off their work for that matter. Our foundation is completely self-funded by my father and reaches the people who are in urgent need of help. For example, we have secretly delivered 200 tons of groceries straight to people's houses just last year when the pandemic hit us the hardest. And for activities such as these, the people of the area has always loved and respected us immensely. One of the branches of the foundation is Shiraj Mia Memorial Model School. This is the largest private school in Badda which currently has around 1500 students studying in it and is the only school in Badda with a BNCC wing incorporated in it. For those of you who do not know, BNCC means Bangladesh National Cadet Corps and it is a volunteer reserve force comprising the army navy and air force for school college and university students the students are trained by military staff and personnel all through the cadetship alongside these curricular activities the school has been on a streak of getting the best jsc and psc results within gulshan badda and nikathon areas for a couple of years now now many of you may think that a position change at the top should not affect things that much as most of the activities has become automated by this point and you are right if the circumstances were normal things would just go on like any other day but i was appointed in the most challenging of times that is during the coronavirus pandemic when all the schools of the country were shut down until further notice i'll break down some of the most challenging factors i had to face the first was backdated teachers being a traditional bangla medium school The school employs around 100 teachers who completed masters or honors in their respective fields and are more than competent enough to teach these students. But the problem is they are comfortable teaching with whiteboards and markers, not phones and laptops. It was soon clear that the schools will not be opened anytime soon for health concerns and a shift to an online system was imminent. The school failed to prioritize a teacher's basic IT skills when hiring them. In their defense, they simply could not predict this and when doing sufficient research in this area, it can be seen that almost no school prioritized a teacher's IT skills before the pandemic. Only teachers with the adequate skills needed were the IT teachers and some very few technical ones. As a result, I was stuck with a sizable amount of teachers with no way to make use of them. The solution for me was to hire an IT expert who can bring my workforce up to speed with the current technology and that is exactly what I did. Presently, 
100% of the teachers have been trained and can take all the classes remotely without any glitches. The second challenge was repurposing idle workforce. Within a very short time, we've managed to start efficient online classes in the school. But I had noticed that not all of the workforce was being used. Art teachers, physical education teachers, and music teachers had nothing to do as these classes are really hard to conduct in an online space, so they were suspended. I had to think fast about how to repurpose them as they were just sitting idle. I then got the idea to create an evaluation team with those teachers and their entire job now was to sit in as an observer in other classes and write down comments on how to improve them. The reports were made available to me, the principal and the vice principal daily and when we saw any teachers underperforming, we sat down with them and helped them solve whatever the problems they were having. This method helped me make the workforce more efficient and also helped me improve the quality of education. Another challenge we had to face was unprepared students. So our school is a Bangla medium one located in Badda DIT project and has a tuition fee of 1875 Bangladeshi Taka, which is about 22 and a half US dollars for my international audiences. The school was mainly created to provide low-income groups, high-quality education, and that has been the case for the last 15 years or so. As a result, the parents of the students lack the disposable income to buy a smartphone or a laptop just for the education of their child as they simply cannot afford it. I had several meetings with parent groups where I explained to them that a smartphone or a laptop is just as necessary as books for students these days as they cannot be a part of the class without them. If it was any other scenario, I would have just distributed a couple of hundred smartphones from the school fund to enable the students to join the online classes. But since this was during the pandemic, I had to be really strategic about where the money is spent. In the end, I tried using my words to convince the parents to buy them a smartphone or borrow their own personal ones for classes. But in the rare scenario where even that was not possible because of financial strains, we excused the attendance of that specific child. Another problem we had to face was massive dues. With the prolonged period of lockdown last year, the economy was hit very bad, especially within the lower income groups. And with most of the parents of the school coming from that income group, it was very hard for them as well. With dues rising up to an 8-digit number, it was clear something had to be done to keep up with the school running independently. My father injected a significant amount of money into the school accounts, which eased the situation, but that did not mean the dues were gone, it was still there. But our solution was to think back to the root of the foundation and why we started it. It was to help the poor and this situation provided us with a unique opportunity to help them. We had a board meeting and decided to cancel three months of tuition fee for all students. In addition to that, we provided everyone a steep discount when they took admission in the upcoming year. These decisions were met with great joy among the parents as they breathed a sigh of relief and most of them happily paid whatever small amount of dues they had. This ensured smooth functioning of the institution and I'm very proud of these generous decisions our board took, not to think of this as a business, but as a service to the community. There are remaining challenges like student attendance, remaining dues, 
how labs or practical classes are conducted, digitalization of the whole infrastructure like admins, accounts, and library. But rest assured, I am tackling these challenges with innovative solutions and once these solutions have proven to be successful and efficient, I will gladly share them all with you. This has been it for this episode. Hope you all learned something about the challenges you may face if you were put in the unique position of running a school. Talk to you in the next one. Take care. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. If you're interested in being a guest, go to my website and you'll find the process there. If you want me to discuss a certain topic, there's a suggestion form on the website as well. Hope you all like this episode. Peace.